Hi everyone and welcome back to Hawkward. Today I'm studying with Professor Cronin and we're going to talk all about National Reading Month, which is the entire month of um, March. So hello, Professor Cronin. How are you? Hi, Julia. How are you? I'm good, I'm fine. thanks. Um, so we're just going to jump right in and start talking about books and reading. Uh, why do you think it's important to read for pleasure rather than just class assignments? I feel like I could talk the whole time on just this one question. Uh, as a person who reads a great deal for pleasure and for work and whose field is my pleasure, that is studying literature, um, I think that, that we could sort of start anywhere. Um, when we read for pleasure, we're experiencing art, we're experiencing other points of view in the form um, not just of the author but of the characters that we meet. Um, we can travel to other worlds, we can um, embody the experiences that characters of other cultures experiencing other conflicts, experiencing the same conflicts and issues and opinions that we experience, family roles, roles unlike ours, roles like ours. Um, a good work of literature, a good novel, can sort of open worlds to us and we enter them when we read them. The author's language allows us to enter them. So I think that, it, that just pleasure is a reason in itself um, to, to have the pleasures of great art, but I also think that in terms of awakening our eyes and experiences to things that we haven't actually done or thought before is, is essential. I also think that the more people read, the better they write, because when we see, when we hear sentences, uh, as we read, we're really hearing these sentences. Um, we're learning language, we're, we're sort of absorbing all the ways that language can be used and put together. And I find without a doubt that people who read more have more of a facility with language. Um, they, their language is more fluid. They use language in more innovative ways, more correct ways even. Um, so I think that expands our academic and communicating skills. Okay. Yeah, so kind of like, even if you are just reading for pleasure, it can also like help you kind of with your class assignments, like you said, like writing and everything else. Absolutely. Um, and then, do you think it's better to read a range of genres? Or I know I'm someone who like I stick to what I like, and it's kind of hard for me to break out of it sometimes. So do you think? Well, I don't know that I would pick either one of those things. I mean, at the risk of falling back on a cliche, I just think it's really important to read uh, fiction, nonfiction. Uh, poetry, newspapers, magazines. Uh, I think that, I mean, if you pushed me, I'd say maybe a little bit of range, you know, to, you know, we're not going to feel stretched or uncomfortable or disturbed enough unless we step away from the things that we're just consuming like M&Ms, right? So, but, but it, it's fun to read things that we like. It's fun to read the things we know we're going to like. Right. But you can also go beyond that and you know, try the frog's legs too. <laughs> How do you get yourself to kind of read in different genres or with different topics that you wouldn't usually gravitate towards? Well, that's a good question because I, I, I really do it very, very deliberately. So I, I, I would almost say I give myself sort of a schedule, right? So if I read about 40 books a year, 50 books a mm -hmm. year, um, 
I make sure that some of them are by authors I haven't read before, uh, by cultures that haven't been represented well represented well enough in my reading. Um, I'm teaching advanced composition composition right now, and I wanted to do a three-week literary analysis unit. So I made a list of 10 books that students could choose from, and they're all from various cultures, uh, just to give, hopefully give students a, a look at something they might not have, have experienced before. I also make myself read um, one or two nonfiction works a year. And I do like nonfiction, mm -hmm. but I just like fiction and poetry so much better yeah. that if I didn't sort of schedule it in, I might not do it. Right. So the answer is I, I do it on purpose. You do, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I um, my brother for Christmas got me Book of the Month Club. Oh wow! And, um, so they email you at the beginning of every month like five options. So that's kind of how I mix up mine because you have the five right, in front of you right. and they're kind of like okay. They do that on Amazon Prime with Kindle. They'll oh, send they're... you sort of Kindle of the Month books yeah. or something, right? Yeah. Do you want to hear? So this is funny. So my husband and I, Mark Cronin. We, we both belonged to, I belonged to Book of the Month Club many years ago when I was in college and graduate school. And then in graduate school, we were both in this, this it was mail order then, it wasn't internet, right? <laughs> um, and it was called Quality Paperback Books yeah. and QPB. <laughs> and it, it, um, it was around for many, many years and they would send you a little catalog and then you would choose the ones you wanted and they'd send them to you. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of like exactly what this yeah. is yeah so it was a fun kind of and it's kind of like like mine was a christmas present but now it's like every month i kind of get a present too yeah so it's kind of a nice that's great i'm really glad you're doing that yeah yeah it's really cool. you'll have to tell me if you're anything then, good yeah and they're really cool because they are either books that are like coming out that month or like haven't been out yet so they're all like really new books too and you're a lot in of the them, vanguard yeah and a lot <laughs> of them are like debut authors and stuff like that so it's like definitely a lot of like new names and subjects that I haven't gotten into before. Which That's, is I'm fun. thrilled. I'm thrilled to hear that. Yeah. Um, and then so March is National Reading Month. It kind of corresponds with Dr. Seuss's birthday, which is March 2nd. And because of that, it's a lot of times kind of emphasized more highly to like elementary school kids. Like I remember in high school, I was sent to the elementary school to read a Dr. Seuss books to a group of maybe third graders at oh, the yeah. time. But um do you think higher ed or SAC in general should put more like attention towards National Reading Month or reading in general? I think that in recent years here, uh, several organizations, particularly the library, Geisel Library, um, Gwen and others have created a book reading group. Um, they've emphasized banned books week. Um, and, and I think that I've, I'm actually surprised by how many people have looked forward to those events and not because I think people are surprised I'm not surprised that people think books are important but it seems to me that with the efforts that people have made thus far uh, faculty and staff and students have shown that they're really willing to sort of add a book into their life as busy as they are you know a book that's quote-unquote just for the library book group um, the honors program has done it so I'd love to see a lot of emphasis on National Reading Month, but I also think that everything they've done so far has really blossomed. Um, they also emphasize poetry sometimes when they do poetry displays for Poetry Month. But yeah, I think to, to see a student organization sort of spearhead an effort to read for pleasure 
maybe we could like read as many books as possible yeah <laughs> in that month that would be great yeah would love that in the arc too i helped professor contrina kind of come up with a book wall thing in there and so every week one of the tutors picks their favorite book and we like, kind of like showcase it and then we raffle it off so I should have mentioned that too. I teach in the ARC, uh, in the ARC classroom. One of my classes is in there. And so I always see all those displays. And I should have said that a minute ago too, because I think that's terrific. Yeah, that's been a lot of fun to kind of organize and like see what everyone reads for fun. Because some of them are really like surprising. Like they're not all just like your fun like beach reads. They're like, like last week's was The Count of Monte Cristo. And like, they're always different and surprising. It's always surprising to find out what people read. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's kind of cool too, because um, they're all students who kind of pick and choose them. So it's kind of nice to see like, it's not just like the English professors are picking their favorite books. It's like everyone kind of gets the opportunity to throw it in there. So like the nursing majors and the politics majors have all put in books and it's been fun. That's great. And then what kind of reader are you? Like, do you do one at a time? Are you kind of like a binge reader? Like, sometimes I will, like, dedicate, like, a whole day and just read cover to cover if I have time. Or, like, right, do you right. have a well, lot of time? I, I well, I'll be honest. Um, I used to be a one-at-a-time reader. And it is hard to find time to read. And, and it's something, I know this might sound silly, but... Uh, you know, graduate school was a very busy time, and, and when I was in graduate school, I realized that I was going to have to commit to pleasure reading the way you might commit to, you know, exercise or, you know, spending time with your family, yeah. your mom and dad, <laughs> right? So uh, it is a conscious effort, and I used to read one book at a time. Uh, I do now read multiple books at a time. Um I have a lot of books going at a time, probably around maybe three or four. I don't know why. I've just sort of changed. It's with everything else. We have sort of a fractured attention yeah. now. Um, but my husband is still sort of like the ideal super reader. <laughs> he reads one book at a time, and he barely has any time at all to read, and he can just crushes them. Yeah. He just crushes book after book after book. And then, do you have a favorite book to recommend to people, like, your go-to to recommend? Well, that? yeah, favorite recent books. Um, I know you asked me a few weeks ago, you know, best books ever that everybody yeah. should read. Yeah, that's um, a hard one. <laughs> yeah, that is a hard one. Uh, I recommend a book by Erin Morgenstern a lot called The Night Circus. That's my favorite book. That was my book wall book. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I think it sort of would appeal to everybody, and it, it's yeah. meaty without being difficult. Yeah. Um, it's got a lot to it. Um, a more serious and melancholy book that I that I rec- recommend a lot is called Housekeeping by Marilyn Robinson. Oh, okay. right? It's not a pick-me-up. It's short, and it's beautiful, and it's about a troubled family. Um, 19th century novels, I would probably recommend a book by George Eliot uh, or Thomas Hardy for anyone. Um, but there are, there are so many. Yeah. I told you in my email that maybe Charlotte's Web could yeah. be, is one, probably one of the best books mm-hmm. of all time. Yeah, that one's a good one. I love that one. Beloved is a book I recommend to many, many people. Toni Morrison's Beloved. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We read... I don't think that one, but we read part of Toni Morrison in one of Professor New's classes. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, I'm so happy that you asked me okay. to talk about books and uh, to, to find out that people want to hear more about reading. Uh, so I, I think that's great. All right. Well, thank you so much for thank sitting. Thank you. 
And to everyone else, thanks for listening. And this was another episode of Hawkward.